following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, how are you all holding up out there with this COVID-19? That's what we're going to talk about today. And, and this is, you know, literally how this is all affecting crimes, especially uh, sexual crimes, crimes of sexual exploitation. Uh, it is a crazy, crazy time. And this is going on and on and on. And you say to yourself, how do you combat sex, sexual exploitation in a world of COVID-19 virus? And it is not easy. You know, we're dealing with all kinds of challenges, such as isolation. And isolation will have a huge impact on our society psychologically and financially. We're looking at businesses that have shut down for weeks and weeks, going into months and months. We're watching families struggle with illness and death and financial hardship. And it's been really, really difficult for all of us. Now, when this kind of environment happens, many things happen. For one, your more street crimes will often uh, change. You'll see less of them because people are in isolation. So it makes you think things are better because you're not seeing riots in the street and, you know, beer brawls and at a bar and that kind of thing. However, what you see are more undercover kind of crimes. Crimes where kids go online and they meet up with predators. Crimes where you, in domestic violence. Uh, crimes that are taking place differently with gangs and cartels because it is an underground economy. They are being forced to change their behavior. And in order to be able to combat it, organizations like ourselves are having to change. And it is not easy, I will tell you that. You know, Me and Kids is the organization that brings you this show, and we are a small nonprofit. Our motto is keeping kids safe from predators, and our work has really accelerated during this time. Why is that? Because you have millions of kids millions who are living online and parents have no clue in many cases what is really going on there. They are bored and they say so. They take chances in ways that they normally would never do. They connect with strangers because they think it's fun and cute and they enjoy it and they express their feelings online because it is how this generation communicates. It is what they do, even if it's just an emoji or picking a particular hashtag with a photo that might might otherwise be okay, but under the circumstances, what is happening is our kids are spending more time online. At the same time, pedophiles are also spending more time online. And it is really, really a challenge because 
as society heats up and the pressure heats up and you have more unemployment and more free time, people with obsessions, with pedophilia, with compulsive reaction, with pornography addiction, spend a great deal more on time time online and they will find themselves taking greater and greater risks and making poor and poor decisions. So it's almost like the old movie that took place back in the 1980s called The Hallelujah Trail where the cowboys and Indians on and the law enforcement all met at one spot and it was bloody. And that is a little bit of what is taking place here. You have more kids available. You have more pedophiles available. You have a shortage of organizations like ourselves because of funding to try to stay out there and keep these kids safe. And you have a real challenge going with law enforcement because law enforcement is restricted. They're restricted financially. They're restricted for their own safety. And on top of it, what you're about to see in this or hear in this show, I guess you're not going to see anything, anything where you're going to hear in this show is that it's actually going in the reverse as pedophiles and sex offenders are getting out early. So I want to dissect all of this. It's an, it's an interesting thing that is taking place out there and an interesting time to be in the business of fighting sex crimes. I will tell you that for me and kids, you know, our income is based on making presentations and educating you and selling our books. That's about a third of our income and making presentations. Well, we've had zero presentations in person. We've done a few Zoom presentations um, and it's challenging at best. It's not as good as it, it normally is, but at least we've had them. Uh, but we are still out there doing our work. But donations have dwindled down by 80 to 90 percent, uh, literally, you know, almost out of business. I, we wonder how long we can keep this going without income and without uh, money and without being out there where we can be front and center. We understand that the donations are down because many really, really fine people have been supporting us for a very long time. And uh, some incredible number of people in California alone have been laid off. I, I found the numbers somewhere, but I've already lost them. But it's in the millions that have been laid off and are short of money. And so obviously you're going to feed your family first. And I wouldn't have it any other way, quite frankly. Uh, we love you. We care about you. That's why we do the work of trying to keep your kids and your grandkids safe from predators. Having said that, we've got to eat regular. You know, and we got to pay the bills. So it's going to be a challenge all over. But I want to get deep into the impact, the ripple effect on crime and crime solving with what is going on here with this COVID virus. First of all, we had a new case this week. I'm talking about the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. I am the training and outreach coordinator for those folks, and they are the very best of the best. I really want to take a few minutes out and say that, especially in the time of the COVID-19 virus. You know, uh, law enforcement gets a really bad rap. You see all these uh, stories out there, uh, 
you know, cops doing nothing and sit around eating donuts or, or bad cops. There's a lot of publicity about bad cops. But I'll tell you what, the folks I work with aren't like that. And that is one of the reasons I want these radio shows that I do. I want our public to appreciate just how valuable and important our task force is. And not just Riverside County Task Force, San Bernardino County Task Force, all over Ventura, Fresno, uh, Oakland, um, uh, Lenexa, Kansas. I work back there, Butler, Pennsylvania. The folks up in uh, uh, Anchorage, Alaska, I went up there and trained at uh, Grace, Alaska and Priceless, Alaska, and they're really, really hanging by a thread. All of us are. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It is a tough, tough time. But I really wanted to share about our task force. Riverside County has uh, doubled the size of their task force because we've doubled the need in Riverside County. Riverside County is about 60 miles east of Los Angeles and about 90 miles north of San Diego in California, since this is a global radio show. And we have literally 7,200 square miles of, of area to cover, and we are seeing all kinds of exploitation going on out there. So we have, at this writing, something like 12 full-time people and several people on loan. And these are the best of the best. I mean, these are people who go undercover. They put their lives on the line. It takes a lot to find these sexual exploitation crimes. It really, really does. Oftentimes, these crimes will go for more than a year before we can get them all resolved because what you're looking at is not one pimp and a couple of girls being violated, but they're caught up in a large-scale cartel or gang ring. And you'll often see a couple of our cases had, one of them had 28 girls from our community out here by just a vicious, what we call a gorilla pimp. Uh, one nasty son of a gun that guy was. And he had 28 girls. Most of them were under 18 years of age. He tattooed his name right down their faces. He beat them. He tortured them. He raped some. And uh, they moved them across America. And these are kids who are innocent kids that get caught up in this. And our guys did what it took to put it together to go out and rescue those girls and get that guy put into jail for a very long time. In his case, it was over 30 years. And uh, we had another case here. I was involved in this case because I was training in a school. And two girls came forward and, and showed me their phone. And this man, he ended up getting 122 years in prison. But there were over over 120 victims that we could prepare court cases for. You know, this is in addition to the fact that we interviewed more than 200 kids. We believe there are a lot more uh, victims out there. But our guys, do you know what it's like to try to interview, locate, set down, get 120 teenagers to talk to you and find out that they were sucked in by an ad on Facebook, in this case, this man's name was Eliaberto Jacoba, and he literally placed fake ads and got more than 100 kids to show up, many of which were violated. And in that case, the, this case was discovered because I trained in a school, and two kids came forward, and they said, Miss Singleton, do you think this is something because we're just playing a game with a girl? 
just playing a game with a girl. They had no idea they were about to be case 121 and 122. So if we're not on the front line, if they're not on the front line, if we're not able to get the kids to come forward and they're willing to do what it takes to arrest them and the district attorney does what it takes to get them to court, then how do we ever keep our kids safe from predators and your society safe anywhere you go? This is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against that break. We will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the impact of the COVID-19 virus uh, pandemic. Uh, as they call it, on, uh, you know, people who are combating sex crimes. And uh, it's really an interesting process, what is taking place out there. So I was talking about the task force in Riverside County. They got a good case this last week. They're still out there. I mean, one of the the things, uh, a while back, we had uh, Sheriff Chad Bianco on my other radio show, the one that is in Southern California. And uh, we also had District Attorney Mike Hestron, and they are two exemplary leaders. I mean, we are really lucky to have two people who get up every day only for the purpose of fighting crime. And some days it's got to be very, very difficult, especially in this environment. In Riverside County, we had two Riverside County uh, deputies die of the COVID virus, COVID-19 virus. And it's just heartbreaking. The left Between the two of them, one had four kids, one had three kids. They left behind seven kids. And we have another one that is an officer that's really struggling. And over 30 of our personnel in the sheriff's department have been infected or tested positive. But they're still out there, even though they have families and they have to protect themselves and they have to make sure they don't infect their families. They are still out there doing their job. And my heart goes out to them. Uh, This last week, the Riverside County, uh, the headline, Man Accused of Sexually Abusing Juvenile in Thousand Palms. I'm going to read this to you because they are looking for other victims. If you're out in the Thousand Palms area or in the Bell Gardens area over by Los Angeles, please pay attention. Uh, I am not Hispanic, so I'll probably bugger up this name really good, but bear with me. Uh, His name is Elogio or Lagio Ariadondo, 40 years old, Morongo Valley, although he fled over to Bell Gardens when he was arrested. Now, get this. This guy looks like a gang guy. And uh, I just tell you that from all the tattoos going all up and down his chest to to his ears. He looks very much like a gang guy. And he's 40 years old. And they arrested him because he was abusing a child under the age of 14. Now, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to tell you it's probably 12 or 13 years old. Think about what's about to happen to that child. They will never be the same, okay? Never. This is a child who has barely completed puberty, and she has already seen the worst of the worst. Her life will never be okay. If you know of anybody else that's been around this individual, I want to make it very clear that he's booked for lewd and lascivious acts with a child. But uh, And so this is alleged until he completes his charge with the courts. I don't want to convict him. But I am going to tell you that if you know anybody that has been around this individual, uh, they need to come forward in this case. 
So what is happening in all this? Is it slowing down? Is it getting better? Well, I'm going to tell you that it's changing, and it is frustrating the way that it's changing. First of all, I want to read from an article that is uh, April 24th headline, FBI Task Force Focuses on Human Trafficking Amid Coronaviruses. Uh, It says that it's working its way into sex ads. Now, this is just hysterical, and it's sad. It is uh, frustrating. It is irritating. It is uh, dehumanizing, and it is sad. What they're saying is the sex ads are going on. But the women are wearing gloves and masks to show that they're sanitary. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen sex ads. I hope not. But if you have, they're not wearing much, okay? But now they've adapted it so that they're wearing gloves and masks, even though they're not wearing much of anything else. I have another article over here in my research. I couldn't believe this. I don't know if I can get my hands on it right now. That it, They did a research study. Let's see if I can get my hands on it right now. Maybe I can't. Mm, I'll find it at the break. But basically said that having sex won't give you COVID-19, that the exchange of bodily fluid won't let you catch it. I heard that, and I'm thinking, what the heck has our world come to? If I go down to my grocery store to buy a package of weenies, I have to wear a mask, okay? And yet now they've got these articles out here where the sex workers are wearing almost nothing but masks and gloves, and they've got another promotion over here saying that it's okay to have sex because you're not going to collect it from strangers. Now, I can't get within six feet of anybody at my dry cleaner, but these people are claiming that it's okay. I, I kind of, it smells to high heaven to me on what's going on. Back to this article about the FBI. They're trying to work in safety measures to ensure that customers would feel at ease to meet up with people in the ads. If you put yourself in the minds of people advertising people for sex, it's more about making money than ethics. They'll do whatever it takes to make that money. That's my point, folks. You know, these pimps aren't going to go away. Pedophiles are not going to quit. In fact, it's going to get more accelerated than ever because you have a lot of men who are unemployed and under a lot of pressure. And for the most part, men are the sex buyers. Not every time there are women sex buyers. I've met them. I've seen the cases, and I understand that. But for the most part, it's the men. And there's a lot of unemployed men who are, or men who are working from home who have time in their hands, and they're still out there, but they want to make sure they're safe. So they're advertising them with gloves and masks and telling you that you can't get it from having sex. It says, we have some cases where it referenced in the ads that extra layer of safety, supposedly that the people might be wearing masks or gloves to put customers of ease. This is Crime Victims Right Week, and the FBI is putting special focus on victims of human trafficking. And it goes on to say that. My point here is they are telling you that the sex business is still going on, they're just putting on masks and gloves. So that means that law enforcement must also go on because I, I'm going to tell you from personal experience of working to combat this crime, when money gets tight, pimps don't go home. It is called an underground economy, and those girls are treated more uh, violently than ever before. 
the quotas don't go away. They just have to try harder to get it. And these guys, uh, sex is, uh, pimping is not about sex. It's about power and money and money control. And the other thing that I want to share with you as we go through this is many of your sexual exploitation rings are literally controlled by gangs. And they're having to accommodate and train, change their way of doing business. Because what is happening is that those cartels and those gangs still insist on making the same level of money. It isn't like they're, they get to take off and stay home and somebody's going to send them a stimulus check. These gangs expect to get more money. And I'm about to tell you here, well, I'm, in fact, uh, I want to wait to the next section. But what you'll see here is, in fact, they're turning to human trafficking because their drug trafficking is held up, their oil trafficking, their gun trafficking, and like that, and the money they make from smuggling people because the border's closed. And so what you'll see is more explo- exploitation than ever. Well, the next article I'm going to read you is one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. It's on my Facebook page at May and Kids Facebook. Orange County District Attorney warns residents after release of seven high-risk sex offenders during coronavirus pandemic. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to Susie Carpenter. She is our media marketing person, and she has that on there, and I really, really appreciate her uh, doing that in this very difficult time to get that message out to you. Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer on Tuesday issued a warning to residents after seven registered sex offenders who were said were high risk were recently released from custody early amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Now, I'm really proud of Todd Spitzer over at the Orange County District Attorney for standing up and saying this because what has happened is a judge, actually it's a court commissioner, Joseph Dane, and if you get a chance to vote, I don't know if he's an elected official, but Orange County set up, pay attention and listen to this name by appointed court commissioner, Joseph Dane, whoever appointed him needs to be looked at because these guys, and I want you to go on me and kids Facebook site and look on there. I hope you'll hit like and follow us, but they just spent a few days in prison instead of the six months required by law for registered sex offenders. The men have been charged with cutting off their GPS monitors and tampering with their tracking devices. These are some nasty looking folks, folks. I want you to see their photos and I want you to see the reality of our society. These are not the kind of people who should be getting a break. Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes announced Tuesday that the jail population had been reduced by 45%. And it's not the court, and he said it's not the court's responsibility to control the jail population by releasing these dangerous criminals back into the community. You know, he said, what, do people have deserve to have the peace of mind that registered sex offenders are being held accountable and not just let out the front door of a jail by a court commissioner who fails to follow the law? I am so proud of that DA for speaking out. These are some bad-looking dudes, and I'd encourage you to go on and take a look at them and realize they walk amongst us because it was allowed and allowed by this commissioner. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We were up against that break, so we're going to be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. 
all the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O P A L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the impact of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic on combating crimes of sexual exploitation. And it is frustrating. It is irritating, but it is serious, and I hope I get your attention on this. First of all, thank you for listening. I know these are hard shows to listen to, uh, but but if you're listening, you care, and I appreciate people like you. I care, or I wouldn't be here. This is a crazy, crazy time in our lives, but I really want to address this situation with letting these people out early because it is unbelievable to me that this has actually happened and I really hope you will go on my Facebook page at me and kids and take a look at these or if you don't google the headline 
OC, that stands for Orange County, for those of you across the nation, District Attorney, OC District Attorney, warns residents after release of seven high-risk sex offenders during coronavirus epidemic. Now, this is what you're hearing is the DA, Todd Spitzer, just really being furious, as he should be, because... You know, think about what happens. Our law enforcement officers work night and day, put their lives on the line. At this time, they're risking their children's lives and their wives' lives and their husbands' lives as they go out to get them. And they get them convicted and they put prosecutors in place and they get a charge against them. And most of them are repeat offenders. And then this guy right here, a ruling by appointed court commissioner joseph dane to let these people out early so who has he let out early i want you to hear this because this is not a minor matter Louis joel ramirez 27 last known to live in costa mesa excuse me costa mesa not costa rica costa mesa okay his criminal history includes sexual battery assault with a deadly weapon weapon, resisting a police officer, burglary, possession of a leaded cane. He was released after serving only 20 days of on-parole violation for cutting off his GPS, and he was released again on April 24th after serving only 16 days for a parole violation. Now, get this. He's a repeat offender for sexual battery including resisting a police officer and deadly weapon. Here's another one, James Franklin Franklin Bowling. He's 50, includes lewd conduct in a public place, repeated convictions for failing to register as a sex offender, repeated convictions for sex offender on school grounds. How's that make you feel? On days for several days, parole violation for failing to charge his GPS monitor device. He does not report to his parole officer. Here's one. Rudy William Magdaleno, uh, child molestation, indecent exposure, assault, battery, criminal threats, inflicting injury on an adult. He has five parole violations. Uh, He served only 142 days of his parole, and he doesn't charge up his GPS monitoring devices, and he is classified as does not report. Now, these guys get out early, okay, just released from our jails and allowed to run amongst you. Here's another one, Calvin Curtis Coleman. Lewd conduct in a public place, three parole violations. Here's Kyle Winton from Mission Viejo, uh, molesting a child, criminal threats to cause great bodily injury or death, resisting a peace officer, DUI, hit and run with property damage. Again, he's taken off his GPS device. Here's another one, Jose Oregano, Origel, maybe, Santa Ana, unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, oral copulation of a person under the age of 18, causing great bodily injury. He sounds like somebody you want to turn your child over to, right? It's crazy. Mario Sandoval uh, from Stanton, sexual battery, touching for sexual arousal, indecent exposure, assault on a police officer, assault, uh, one parole violation. I mean, really, what are we doing here? 
we have case after case. We have uh, out in San Bernardino, we literally have uh, the DA and the district attorney, uh, Jason Anderson, they are expressing concerns because people that are child criminals, uh, excuse me, uh, crimes against children and even crimes against senior uh, citizens are being let out. And that is taking place also in San Bernardino. On top of it, what you're seeing, I have an article here that I think is important with you. What you're seeing is that literally, this is from uh, up in uh, Canada, it's saying that dealers who can't sell in person to co- because of COVID-19, what is happening is, is they're having trouble selling their drugs and they're having trouble getting their drugs across the border so that they can sell them. Now, this is taking place with the Mexico cartels and it's taking place up in Canada also. It says the cartel's primary commodity is harder to obtain with borders being shut down. Trade and movement of people and goods are more regulated and scrutinized. It results in a supply issue. Police are still seeing drugs laced with more cutting agents because of the lack of supply. But there hasn't been an increase of gang violence, such as drive-by shootings. So what you're seeing, and you're seeing this on both sides of the border. I have another article over here. Uh, if you don't know, my, my uh, well, I'm known for tens of thousands of hours of research on all kinds of subjects, and I study the cartels and the money laundering. You know, so much of cartel and gang trafficking is all about money laundering, whether it's money laundering through a casino, money laundering through uh, our individuals, whether it's having teenagers be mules of drugs carrying, whether it's, uh, you know, moving of, uh, of drugs or guns or human trafficking. It is well known now that in California that human trafficking, meaning our kids who meet these gang guys on sex sites, excuse me, on dating sites, think about it. They go on Tinder, meet me, plenty of fish, um, my laugh out loud, I can't even think of Scout, S-K-O-U-T, and they look like some great boyfriend, and that's really happening right now because our kids have a lot of time on hand. And they start hooking up with our gang guys. And gangs have learned that they can sell people faster than they can sell drugs because a person can have sex 8, 10, 15 times a night. If you sell drugs, you got to go get more each time you sell them. You don't have to do that if you have a 15-year-old kid. And that is exactly what is happening. Here is an article right here that the drugs... Uh, dealers down in Mexico cartels are increasing the amount of human trafficking they're doing. Thinking of, think about how human traffickers make their money. Or in, if you're in Mexico, you're moving people from Guatemala, El Salvador, N- Nicaragua, I never can say that word, you know, uh, and you're moving them through Mexico and across the U.S. border, but now the border is finally shut down. And think about that. By the way, all those people that were for illegal uh, immigration, think about what's going on there. You're allowing uh, millions of people into our country that have had no health check whatsoever. You don't know anything about their background. And that is a problem. So they shut down the border. Well, how do cartels and coyotes make their money? By moving people. 
and there the cartels. Uh, the interesting thing about this discussion that few people talk about is. You know, if you're coming up here from Guatemala, you are not coming on the Greyhound bus and going off to the spa. You are paying a gang member to get you away from a gang member. That's called a coyote. And coyotes are not members of the Chamber of Commerce. And you do not see busloads of those guys go home. But now they cannot make their money by smuggling human beings around. So what are they doing? Well, this article makes it very clear. And I would I would totally subscribe to this. It says organized crime is mutating in Mexico as gangs who steal oil and sell drugs try a new lucrative kind of work of trafficking people. And it's, it goes on about how they are now moving more more and more women in here. It says Mexico is an origin, transit, and destination country for human trafficking, a global business estimated to be worth $150 billion. Yet relative to drug t- trade, little is known about the shadowy groups of Mexico that deal with it. And so they go on to talk about how they are moving into extortion, which they've been doing, table dancing bar, and prostitution or commercial sex. And it traces the web of criminal activities across Mexico and saying that it is now uh, the third largest illicit activity in Mexico. Here in the United States, it had become the second largest ahead of selling drugs, mainly because, as I said, you can sell people over and over and you don't have to keep going to get more of these. So what you're seeing is as the COVID virus pandemic puts all kinds of restrictions on our society, that what you're really starting to see is law enforcement struggling to go out and put their lives on the line and get these people. They're giving their own lives in the course of that. One of the people who uh, was a deputy that died of coronavirus was moving a prisoner from the jail off to a medical facility. So law enforcement is having to pay more of a price on it. And then what you're seeing is that as this goes on, you're starting to see that the cartels are changing their mode. People are more vulnerable online. And pedophiles are out there, and it is more and more difficult for us to combat it. And all the time, organizations like me and kids are struggling just to stay alive and to keep that money rolling in so that we can do what we do. Sexual exploitation of children has not stopped because of a pandemic. It has not. And what is happening here is we need your support, your help to help us stay alive and keep out there combating this. You can do that by going to millionkids.org and hit that donate button. We are up against the break and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I appreciate you listening to this show. 
So coming out to the close of the show, uh, what we're seeing is literally a convergence of a lot of very difficult situations, and I don't see it getting better for a bit. I'd like to tell you it's going to, but here in California, you know, our Governor Newsom has announced that you'll be wearing masks at least till June 19th, and, uh, you know, he's re-going out and closing everything. Now, other states, I'm hearing, are, are starting to reopen And uh, I'm not sure how all of this will come out. But from a standpoint of combating child exploitation, what I would share with you is, first of all, spend a lot of time with your child and get a strategy to keep them engaged. Uh, The last thing your child needs is a lot of time on their hands, unsupervised on the World Wide Web. It is literally a heyday out there right now for our kids to do that. So I would encourage you to have positive conversations with your kids. Teach them, take this time to teach them to use the internet wisely. I'm not into wagging your finger and going thou shall not and taking all technology away. This generation will live on technology and it is my desire that we teach them to use technology in a way that exemplifies leadership with respect and responsibility. So spend time with your kids while they're online. Look at what they're doing. Share with them. Explore the impact uh, of, of the COVID virus on society and talk about what is happening and how kids get violated on the internet and how you can you can come onto the Million Kids Facebook page. You can look at millionkids.org. Uh, you can look uh, and listen to some of these shows. These shows are all archived at exploitedcrimes.com. So make it a positive time for your kids. Get them away from the computer every chance you get and do positive dialogue with them. I don't know if it's possible in your area for you to put Put your masks on and go for walks, but that's another good thing to do. I would highly encourage you to support your law enforcement in any way you can. Let them know that you value them. You might, if you have a human trafficking task force or a vice squad in your area, you know, Google your local sheriff or police department and and send them an update. Most of them now have Facebook pages where you can post that you're grateful for them uh, and let them know that they're important and like that. I would also recognize that your children need to recognize that if they're on the World Wide Web, that part of the people out there are not nice people, and you need to have that discussion. I always say that if you put a child on the on the internet without explaining to them how it works and that there are both good guys and bad guys and where naked photos go when you hit send, that you can actually... You know, your child is is at a major disadvantage if you don't tell them how it works. So have that dialogue. I would also suggest that you might look at your local newspaper and county. Are they letting out sex offenders early? If they are, I would certainly write your city council or your, uh, you know, your congressman or whoever is in charge of that. We must take this on to allow these guys to get out early with some commissioner. I mean, think about these seven guys between them. Almost every one of them has cut off an ankle monitor. They have had a long history of of violating sex offenders, offense registration and rules, and re-offending and harming children. We need to take a stand at it. And finally, what I would really, really appreciate and encourage you 
if this show has been helpful to you, I would encourage you to go to millionkids.org. Go to millionkids.org. You can do that at uh, just go to Million Kids and hit that donate button or send us your comments or your thoughts. You can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. And I want you to know how much we appreciate you. This is literally the fight of our lives. We have now been almost seven weeks without income, uh, very little income. And I do appreciate those people that have sent in those checks or uh, have gone online and donated. I really, really appreciate you. This business is tough to us business in a good time, okay? But these are hard times. In the meantime, if you're laid off and you can't donate, I want you to know we still care about you. We understand these are tough times. These are tough times for you and trying to keep your kids fed and and, uh, out of trouble and keep them safe. And we are here for you and we appreciate it. This is uh, one of those times in our lives we're going to get through it. You know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And that's what we really have to do at this point in our time. I think that if there's ever a time in our lives is right now to stop and put your arms around each other. Give your husband and your wife a hug and let them know how important they are to you and how valuable they are right now in a time of isolation. You know, they everything, all the statistics say that when these things get rough, that domestic violence goes up and the arguing goes up. Well, if you're in a relationship that's already in trouble, then it's very likely to be that way, <clears throat> but it doesn't have to be. We can be considered of each other. We can stop and find the good in each other. We, you know, Anybody can tear another person down. Anybody can find fault with another person. But it is those people who rise above it and say, you know, with all your flaws, it doesn't matter. You're still important to me. And that really needs to happen with our kids right now. When you think about our kids, they have not seen much adversity in their lives. Most of them were born after 2000, and very little adversity has taken place over the last 20 years. We need to use this time as a moment to teach leadership and also let them know how proud they are, that you are of them. The way you keep a kid safe from pedophiles, the way you keep a young girl or young man out of, out of prostitution is to let them know that you're proud of them, that you believe in them, that they do not need to sell their body to raise money or get a lot of likes or somebody to follow them for them to be important. They are, in fact, important of their own right. So with that, I want to encourage you all to give each other a hug. Have a good week. Hang in there. You know, do what it takes to protect yourself and your family. Let let your law enforcement know you're proud of them. And let's all hang in there together, take care of each other, support each other, be proud of each other. And we will talk to you this time next Thursday morning, 7 a.m. California time. You folks have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. If you'll share this show, we'll appreciate you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.